This is where Atlanta soul at this particular point in time, hip hop rolls meets the Nashville sound. The amazing girl and hits everywhere in between. Ellen Fitz talking music. L. Talking and Fitz. We are back with the most creatively named podcast in all of the land. L and Fitz talking music. Uh, I'm done talking with you. Can we ever. can we bring David Bear in? Who is the songwriter behind One Shining Moment? And I'm. David, oh God, I'm Elle and this is Fitz and thank you for being here, but I'm devastated because I love Jason Fitz, but the, I don't know if you just heard what he said, but it is blasphemous in my mind. Like he, Luther Vandross' voice is amazing, but it just doesn't touch my soul, he David. Rolled his I said eyes that. at the prospect I I of his eyes. being the, the best one shining moment version and David, I don't know what to say to that. Do you? Well, it seems like uh, this this is between the two of you. I, I'm a happily married man, so I know how to avoid these things. Oh, that's well played. Uh, now, I do want to ask you, David, because I think one of the most interesting things I learned in Nashville in my 20-plus years there was the process of songwriting, and then, but also what it feels like to constantly hear your song on the radio by somebody that you may not, or you, you may like, or you may not like. So I'll ask you, uh, without naming mm. names, are, are there are there times when you listen to, uh, to you listen to One Shining Moment, and your eyes sort of roll, and you think, eh, it's not what I would have done? Well, hmm, let me, let me say, there's been four versions. The first one was me singing, um, and before they knew any better that it was me and so that went about oh six seven years and then a teddy pendergrass so of course teddy brought a different thing entirely and um you know uh you know he's teddy pendergrass um luther uh is a, a voice of a generation in my view um so when cbs called me up and asked hey would you Mind if Luther Vandross would sing "One Shiny Moment"? No, wouldn't mind at all. <laughs> sure. <laughs> and and then, um, then of course, then uh, Jennifer Hudson sang it. She got a lot of bad press, but I, I, I thought she sang it great. Um, they just put her picture on the uh, on the screen too much, and I think that led to a palace revolt. Um, but, but, David, you know, let me let me ask you a quick follow-up there, because you just said sure. CBS approached you. That's not always the case. Do they, they've come to you and said, hey, are you okay with someone singing? Has that been the process? Well, it honestly, let me tell you about an old friend of mine. His name's Doug Tui. Doug died in 2011, and he was, was sort of my uh, oh, touchstone over at CBS. So he was always respectful, and he would call and say, what do you think about bop, bop, bop. So we never got into, I tried to avoid undertakers and lawyers. So <laughs> um, so we never really got to guys, adults in suits. He, he just, and if I would have said, nah, I'm sure he would have respected that. But it, that hasn't happened. That never happened. We've got David Barrett on with us right now, who wrote and originally sang his song One Shining yeah. Moment before Teddy Pendergrass, Luther Vandross, and Jennifer Hudson, and now Neo. Um, give us a little background. I mean, how does this this song that is now the, the, the soundtrack to March Madness, how does it come mm. together? Like, how did you write this, and what was the motivation? Oh, boy, I could give you, I'll give you the, the quick version. Um, the, the reality was I was uh, playing in bars, and... Uh, and I became very talented after this song got discovered. <laughs> but 
but I, I had finished a night's work in this little funky little bar and bellied up to the bar and the arguably the world's most beautiful waitress sat down next to me, uh, which shocked and frightened me. And I tried to explain how magnificent at this point, Larry Bird was playing and tried to explain the poetry of basketball to her. Uh, suffice she wasn't too impressed, but the reality is then I got a pen and there was a napkin handy and wrote down the title one shining moment. And then next day, a friend of mine who's always late was late. And I jotted down all the rest of the lyrics on another napkin and, and went home and wrote it in 20 minutes. So that's how, that's the honest truth. One of the, the craziest parts from a songwriter's perspective is trying to follow up something that's impacted a generation or generations in your case. Mm-hmm. How do you, as a writer, sort of compartmentalize what that song has meant to your life and what it means oh, to the world, but then move forward as a writer? Oh, that's a, that's a really thoughtful question. It really is. Um, I, I, I don't judge anything I write for good or ill. I'm grateful as can be that this song all of a sudden became this thing. And, um, but I, I wrote a bunch of songs before and written a bunch after and, um, they're very important to me. And, and as I will say to you, if, if not for Armin Katayan taking this song over to CBS, who's a dear friend and, and then, um, Doug Dewey hearing it at CBS, it would be another song on a cassette in my closet. So <laughs> I have lots of songs, uh, some of which you may have heard just because I all of a sudden I became real talented after one shiny moment and wrote a bunch of things for CBS. But um, this one, like American Pie, or you know what I mean, it just became this thing. And uh, who knows why, but I'm sure as heck grateful. We've got David Barrett on the line with us who wrote One Shining Moment. Of course, you mm-hmm. see it every single year at the end of the tournament. It's the montage. It's the highlight. And we were just saying this before we got you on the line, David, that there is this – there's some people b- that believe that because we all still love One Shining Moment and it doesn't oh, yeah. drive us crazy yet and it mm-hmm. hasn't yeah. – it, it's still mm-hmm. not old to us, that we should yeah. retire it while it's still on top. Like we should send it off like John yeah. Elway with a Super Bowl ring and call right. it a career. What what mm-hmm. do you think in terms of of oh, where the song currently sits and where you'd like to see mm-hmm. it continue to go? Well, another great question. Um, every I mean, this has happened since five years in, and I I <laughs> there's a there's a brand of people in the press. I call them Holden Caulfields after Catcher in the Rye. And and they five years in thought, well, we're done with that. I'm sick of that, you know. And they they trade on the title "One Shining Moment" to complain about "One Shining Moment." And you know, I think um, uh, you know, I every time I hear it, I think, hey, that that sounds right. So it I don't uh, apologize that that. Uh, that people still like it, and, and I'm sure there's people they'll put on Jay Z or whatever, and that's how that's cool. Um, but at this point, I think a lot of people like the song, and you know, and until they uh, the, the the people at the networks 
feel differently, then I think you're stuck with me. <laughs> hey, we're, we're happy to be stuck with yeah. that. So let me, I, I'll never forget the first time I was listening to the radio and I heard something that I had played on. Uh, walk me through the first moment you actually see oh. this on television. Oh, yeah. I was, I was at uh, a little funky bar again uh, in Lansing, Michigan with my, my always late friend, Mark. And uh, we had no idea what was going to happen. None. So we're just sitting there. At the end, it was an Indiana game, Indiana-Syracuse. Keith Smart hits it. They break to another song of mine called Golden Street, which is a composition. And it's uh, this prelude. And then they break into this. And I, I honestly <laughs> turned to my friend and said, they got it exactly right. Mm-hmm. And that's my friend Doug. That that when I write, at least, I, there's a movie going on in my mind. And Doug uh, and CBS, uh, to their credit, uh, made it, you know, visual poetry. And I couldn't have been happier. I about fell over. David Barrett Good. is on the line with us. One shining moment, Jason Fitz and L. Duncan. There's no way, though, that you can have the soundtrack to March Madness and not get in on the action. Do you feel out of bracket? Oh, I do. It's uh, I take on my wife, who whose bracket is determined by the cheerleaders' outfits, and she <laughs> beats me every year. So I, I'm... we appreciate your time, man. Congratulations on epic Thank generational you success. Uh, you've made music that impacted multiple generations. That's not easy to do, and uh, we're really thankful no. that you took the time to come on with us. Thank you for having me. Thanks, David. Okay.